Advocacy can go a long way. So don't ever think that just because you're young that it doesn't matter. Your voice always matters and people always listen to young folks. Welcome to a bonus episode of And Still We Rise, a podcast produced and curated by CoJMC students at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. This season, we have featured conversations with women whose lives have been adversely impacted by the inequities in the Nebraska criminal justice system. In connection with RISE, a nonprofit dedicated to breaking the generational cycles of incarceration, we were able to connect with courageous women and hear their stories. One of our students, Rachel, had the opportunity to speak with Jasmine Harris, Director of Public Policy and Advocacy at RISE, about legislation that can make a difference in the Nebraska prison system. Let's listen to their interview. Jasmine, can you tell me more about your role at RISE? Awesome. Yes, my name is Jasmine Harris, and I am the Director of Public Policy and Advocacy at RISE. And technically what that means, I am working with elected officials, organizations, um, individuals who have been impacted by the system and other stakeholders to create systems change through policy and laws. Um, So whether that is being down at the legislature advocating for bills or um, updating individuals and getting more people involved, um, just pushing the needle on different topics and issues and reforms that we're trying to create awareness for and create change for. What is the most important piece of legislation that you're advocating for? Wow, Um, there were so many. Um, This session, there, um, I think four of the bills ended up being priorities. LB 920, which was the um, bill that came out of the whole Crime Crime Justice Institute process, was really one of the most important ones for us as um, we really got a lot of people involved in that on the front side, uh, making sure their voices were heard when recommendations were being sought after. And then um, as things progressed, other bills, um, I think it's all equally important. So when you look at like LB-121, which is uh, SNAP benefits for people with felony drug convictions, we want to ensure that people aren't banned for life from being able to get those benefits if they need them later in life um, or right when they get out. And then there are things like LB 709 that hasn't even been up on the floor yet that will look at the trajectory of how occupational boards um, deny people with felony convictions, um, licenses and certifications in the state of Nebraska. And there are other ones, too. Um, It's just it's also important, but trying to fight all the fronts can get a little um, daunting. And that's why it's really important to try to get other people involved in those um, issues as well. Can you tell us more about LB 920? Most definitely. So again, LB 920 was really a deep data dive into the overcrowding um, crisis that our Nebraska Department of Corrections has. And we were, we declared an overcrowding emergency back in 2020, which had to be done by law. And because of that, uh, people who are incarcerated, um, specifically um, the Nebraska State Penitentiary, and Tecumseh have been on modified lockdowns. So there are times um, where individuals are locked down from Thursday until Monday um, over the weekends 
um, not coming out of sales, things like that, because they don't have one, enough staff to handle daily operations, and two, because there's just so many people in the systems. And um, LB 920 was birthed because the governor, the chief justice, Hevakin, um, Senator Lathrop, who's over the Judiciary Committee, and the Speaker of the uh, Legislature, Hilgers, all went in and said, okay, we're going to bring this group in and have them do a data dive. And what was found was that, one, there was an issue with the sentencing structures. Um, we have people who were going in and staying in for longer amounts of times because they had stacked sentences. Um, people weren't Enough people weren't getting out on parole. We have too many people coming back in on technical parole violations, which means they didn't commit a new crime, but it's something in their conditions that they weren't able to comply with. And so LP920 um, really brought in this national um, nonprofit to help Nebraska come up with solutions. There were 21 recommendations. Four of them were non-consensus items where everyone could not come to an agreement on, which looked at um, the consecutive structures of sentencing. Um, they looked at geriatric parole, um, things like that. It looked at also um, dropping small possession of drugs from a felony down to a misdemeanor. Um, and those were the things that got uh, LB920 caught up. There were things in there that talked about um, creating incentive programs for individuals so that way they can um, move through their parole and probation um, with with affirmations and, and incentives that, that keep them motivated and keep them wanting to succeed. Um, there are things like a, a halfway back um, house, if you will, where individuals who um, did have a technical violation on their parole wouldn't have to go all the way back into um, a facility. They would go back to a halfway house that would allow for more programming and structure that would help them proceed um, with their parole and get off parole. And it, it was just a conglomerate of different things that was in there that would really help um, decrease the population. Um, streamlined parole contract. Um, this would be for individuals. So right now we have people who um, are being denied parole based on some subjective things versus everything being objective. Like we know for sure that they didn't have any misconduct reports in the past. I think it was set up for 24 months. So if you have no misconduct reports, if you completed all your programming, you were streamlined to be able to get to your parole um, that, you know, the parole board still had the authority over it, but it helped them in a more objective way of who should be able to um, go through the parole process. And this week, LB 920 uh, failed on the floor from its general file debate. Um, so we um, have to try to figure out what can we do next to really push reform here in Nebraska. What role did the recent Day of Empathy play in advocacy for those impacted by the criminal justice system? Yeah, so the Day of Empathy is um, a day that was created by an organization called Dream Corps Justice. It was formerly known as Cut 50 Van Jones, who uh, used to work for President Obama and um, CNN commentator, is a founder of this organization. And what they do, um, they get organizers in the states and each organizer really galvanizes individuals to turn empathy into action. And what that looks like is um, educating individuals who have been system impacted and getting them involved in the legislative process bringing elected officials together with those individuals so that way elected officials can see 
the policies and laws that they're working on and who it impacts and bringing them alongside each other to, to create change. Um, and that's really what the Day of Empathy was here in Nebraska. Um, we had uh, elected officials join us over the lunch hour. We had people who have been system impacted sharing their stories and talking with them about introduced legislation. And then we also took those individuals after they uh, did workshops on voting rights and how to engage with senators over to the Capitol building where they were able to talk with other senators who didn't come over for the lunch hour. Um, they were able to uh, talk to them in the rotunda about the importance of um, bills like LB 920 and why they should vote for them. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? I just thank you for the opportunity, and I'm so glad that students are getting involved. Um, I tell everyone advocacy can go a long way, so don't ever think that just because you're young that it doesn't matter. Your voice always matters, and people always listen to young folks outside of us older folks who've been doing it for a while. (laughs) Thank you, Jasmine, for taking the time to educate us and our listeners on the legislation impacting the criminal justice system in Nebraska. Thank you to all 165 students of the 2022 spring semester of social justice, human rights, and the media class for making this podcast possible. Our podcast artwork was created by Hannah Tim. The music was written and performed by Ann McConkie and produced by Terry Keefe. Scriptwriters were Kate Alec Canavachis, Landon Brown, Emerson Gilfrey, Sadie Ingram, Nick Karras, Paige Kodik, Bryn Novotny, Caitlin Thomas, and Emily Whitney. To hear more student-produced podcasts and audio media from the College of Journalism and Mass Communications at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, visit krnu.nebraskanewsservice.net. To volunteer, donate, or learn more about how you can help current and formerly incarcerated individuals in Nebraska, visit seeusrise.org. Thank you.